You are listening to the Daily Talks podcast where my mom, Dali, empowers parents like you with parenting tips. My mom's mission is to help parents make their child raising experience easier and more enjoyable by sharing valuable lessons to save in unnecessary struggles. The Daily Talks podcast is for any person already parenting or planning on parenting a child. Each week you'll hear different experts talk with my mom about important aspects of parenting, self-care, and of course her specialized area of bullying awareness and prevention. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, go ahead and do so now wherever you may be listening. And don't forget to set up your alerts so that you don't miss any episodes. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back. Um, My name is Dali and I'm a parenting coach. One of the things that I do uh, is that I educate parents on bullying awareness and prevention. Uh, And as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I talk about a lot of other things. Well, I have guests come on and talk about a lot of other things that I think might be of value to you. But I want to talk today about some news that has been coming up in regards to bullying. So, oh man, where to start? There's a lot going on. For example, in New New Jersey, if you haven't heard yet, uh, a young lady of 14 years old, uh, Adriana Kuch, uh, was physically attacked in a hallway by some of her uh, fellow students, her peers. And the video of the attack was posted online and uh, the girl ended up taking her life. So there's a correlation uh, of, you know, negative mental health impacts in uh, kids who are involved in any uh, bullying situation. Most people think that it's usually just the victim, but that's actually not true. Uh, it, It can impact everybody involved, witnesses, the bully, and the victim. Um, So the mental health crisis in the U.S. is rising when it comes to youth, especially among school-aged youth. Um, There have been studies year after year that show how pervasive, you know, cyberbullying is, and um, we're still underestimating the negative impacts of it. if we were to take the amount of cases of you know negative mental health in our youth, that would be considered a pandemic. But because it's so common, it's unfortunately seen as, oh, that's just part of childhood. That's part of just society. That's what happens. Same thing with uh, other issues, right? Like um, the school shootings or domestic violence, it's so pervasive that they're like, oh, there's nothing we can do about it, when really there are things that you can do about causes, um, issues like these. So there are states that take on an initiative to put laws in place that can stop or at least reduce bullying, because honestly, it, it doesn't matter what laws or how harsh the punishments are, there's always going to be that one person uh, or those people that won't care. They're going to go ahead and they're going to violate those laws anyway, right? So a law was proposed by Gopal um, and discussed um, that could require students to be removed from school if they present an immediate physical danger to themselves or others. And I'd love to know what you think about this because part of me was like, ooh, that's a great solution. But then the other side of me is like, wait a minute, that can cause so many problems. That can be such a luxury to some that others cannot afford. 
you know, uh, for example, if parents work all the time, they don't work at home, uh, what's, what are you to do with your child being, you know, removed from school? Uh, who's going to take care of that child? Uh, how is the education going to con continue for that child? Who is going to pay for that education if they are removed from school, if there is an immediate physical danger present? <clears throat> now, I haven't read the in-depth, you know, uh, details of this law, but those are the questions that immediately came up for me as a parent, right? And as a bullying uh, educator, anti-bullying educator. Um, two other laws could require school districts to give students five excused absences for mental health needs. Um, and uh, the schools would uh, expand excused absences to, to include those mental health needs. So I was thinking, okay, well, that's great. But when things are really heavy, five days is nothing. It's better than nothing at all. Yes, I hear you. But it's a little tiny band-aid over a huge problem. Um, so how do we help our youth? You know, these laws are well intended, but how do we make sure that these show some positive results? Uh, you know, the, the fact that so many people underestimate mental health or bullying, is a problem. So how do we get parents more involved? How do we get them more education on bullying, awareness, and prevention? Because I'll tell you one thing, as an educator in this field, I go to a lot of organizations, schools included. I give them, you know, I present. They love it. They say, oh my gosh, this is great. We need this. But then when I tell them it's something that they have to pay for. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't have money for that. Or I don't know, there's no real bullying problem here at this school or at this organization. Or our parents never ask for it, so I don't think that they'll want it. So I say this to say that if you as a parent sees, if, you, if you're seeing a problem at your child's school and you're not speaking up, then they're never going to fix that problem because you have more power than even the teachers, okay? Teachers can suggest and suggest and suggest. They can demand and demand and demand, and the school will not listen. They're employees. They're being paid for, therefore they're like, eh, we don't have to listen to them. But then the parents, the taxpayers, if they go to the school and appear at the school, um, the school board meetings and state their case and offer solutions. And the more you do that, and of course, if you show up in large numbers, you're gonna be heard. You can have 20 teachers go to a school board meeting and demand something, but then if 20 parents come and demand the same thing, they're gonna hear out the parents more. Um, it's just what happens. Uh, there's a crisis in teen depression that has overwhelmed the mental health industry. Uh, every time I contact a mental health um, professional, they tell me, oh, we're understaffed or we don't have enough female uh, psychologists, female psychiatrists to help the young girls um, because usually young girls seek out mental health help more than boys. 
mental health um, is still stigmatized, you know? People still think that it's a lot of crap, that you just get over it. I saw a Instagram post uh, that talked about how soft these kids are because, you know, back in the day we grew up and this would happen and we just go on with our lives. Yeah, you did. And they're like, oh, well, we survived. Yeah, you did because you had no choice. And that's why as an adult, you got a lot of issues now. Do you want the same thing for your child? I mean, come on, that is a dumb thing to say. That is, that is unfair to say because as a parent, you want better for your kid, right? You want your child to have a happier life. Um, if you look online for any type of cases of minors having extreme uh, final results, I guess you can call it, of their bullying situations, you're going to find a lot of sad stories. The, the youngest child to have committed suicide that is correlated to bullying is, was six years old. Six years old. Let that soak in. The thing is that bullying has changed. The way it was done when we were growing up is different than the way it's being done now. Even five years ago, it was different because we have new tools. We have things like AI um, chat boxes. We have new devices, just new technology. So it starts at one place and then it jumps to another place. Like it can start at school and then it jumps onto social media or it can jump onto a gaming system. It, it can travel all over. And parents are not talking to their children about what to do if they get targeted, what to do if they witness it, what to do if... Um, you know, they, they happen to have a friend who is a victim of it. They don't even talk to uh, their kids about how to be an ally or an upstander. Um, there are certain things that I think you should mention to your kids. Number one, if it's happening to you, start writing it down, even if it seems very minor. Start a journal and say, today... March 3rd during health class. So and so said this and it made me feel like this. And because the clues to uh, determining whether it was bullying or not comes down to to this. Does it make you feel unsafe? You know, does that person make you feel unsafe? Do you feel like you have to avoid them? Is it unwanted? Uh, is it consistent? Is it um is it being done by somebody who has some type of authority over you? Is there a power imbalance? Um, and, you know, um, did you tell the person to stop? You know, so you can start, you can start like that. Talk to your child about this. Uh, the other thing that you, that you could be doing too is talking to your child about how to respond to bullying. Um, the other thing is, uh, talking to your child about um, at what point they could be coming to you and asking for help. Because you don't want to be that parent 
that immediately jumps on to the situation and wants to solve it. Because what you're doing there is that you are enabling your child from learning how to deal with conflict. You cut them off uh, to learning how to control their emotions. So those social-emotional learning skills, you're, you're just trimming them down. Um, you want to make sure that you express that you're there for them and that they have your support, but you want them to lead the whole thing until they feel like, hey, I just can't hear. I need you to, to help me handle it, mom, dad. Uh, so make sure that you empower them by saying, you know, I believe you instead of questioning them because the moment you question them, you invalidate them. Uh, second, I love you because they have to hear from that, from the people that they mostly count on, which is usually parents. Second, at school, it's usually their, their teachers. And number three, how can I help you? How can I help you? You want them to know that they are in control and you will do the best to help them. Um, and, you know, if they are very young, you've got to, you've got to take advantage of how many years you have to mold them into confident people. Uh, Role-playing is essential. Role-playing, how to respond to somebody is so, so important. Write out scripts. I will be publishing some scripts uh, in the next few weeks, so be on the lookout for that. If you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, please do at dalitalks.com. That's, that's where I'll be making the announcement. But I will be giving effective scripts on how to respond to bullying situations because we often tell our children, oh my gosh, you're being bullied? Okay, well, then just say something. Just defend yourself. But be detailed about what does defend myself mean? Does that mean go punch them back or just punch them if they haven't even tried? You know, um, does that mean go and insult them? You know, what does that mean? So I'm going to be giving you some tips on that. So make sure you subscribe at dalitalks.com. Uh, the other thing is, you know, build up the vocabulary. Their vocabulary is important because one thing that I see where we fail as adults is that we do not, again, give them detailed explanations of things. So a child can come to the teacher and say they're being bullied and they can be very vague. But if you're not teaching them certain words on how to describe what's actually being done to them, then it's going to be overlooked by the teacher or whatever person they go to report. Um, the other thing you could be doing is uh, letting them know that they, like who, who they should be or could be reporting to. So, you know, children have like their favorite teacher or their favorite, I don't know, recess monitor or whoever at school. Um, so if you know who they're trusting, who they feel like they can easily go talk to, then have a conversation with that person. Your child doesn't even have to know. And just say, hey, you know, I noticed my child really has a liking to you and they feel comfortable coming up to you and telling you about what there is going on. Can you be there, their person? Can you be their safety person? You know, so do that at school. You can also choose a safety person in the home or in the family because sometimes our kids don't want to come to us. They would rather go to a friend first or maybe their cousin, maybe a grandparent, maybe the teacher. So keep that in mind and encourage them to have that safety person in the community and at school. 
the other thing is, you know, if you um, notice that there is violence at school, if there's a lot of bullying going on, whether it's online or at school, you know, physical, uh, then be that parent that speaks up. So the way that you do that is not just by going to the teachers or the principal, but you go to the school website and there should be a link there for the um, the school board, the for the school board meeting. Uh, and they should have a tool that allows you to submit uh, some time to address the school board. Usually it's about five minutes. So you, you, you schedule it. Um, they usually have a limit because of time. You know, they don't want to be there all night. Usually school board meetings can go like two hours easily. So every time that there's a school board meeting, which should be at least once a month, show up. Show up and submit your, your statement. But when you submit a statement, make sure that you, pro you provide at least, you know, three solutions. If you have one, then fine, it's one, but really like try to come up with three solutions because honestly, the way that these people operate is is very um, sometimes close-minded. <laughs> Although it's an institution that's supposed to help you with learning and thinking outside of the box, it's very opposite of that. So offer solutions and um the other advantage to doing that is that if they happen to like some of your solutions and you end up being very happy because you're like, yes, that's going to work. Um, if something's not working, just speak up, speak up because there's a lot of things going on. Uh, the mental health of your child has everything to do with the level of education, the quality of education that they're going to be receiving. You can take them to the best school in the nation and if their mental health is not right they're not going to learn or hit their potential because their mind is somewhere else and you know this uh, so it doesn't matter if they're in elementary school in middle school or high school or college you have to take care of mental health it's also going to help you um, have a better experience as a parent and it's going to help them have a better experience as a child. Because, you know, when something's wrong at school, when there's issues there, the that negative energy comes to the house. And you might experience some behavior issues at home. You might feel confused. So why are they acting out? What's going on? And also talk to your children. You know, check in on them. Ask them what's going on. If there was a fight today at school, ask them, hey, so what did you do? when that fight was going on, where were you? Who was there? Do you record stuff and upload it on those websites that are not authorized by the school or on social media platforms? And if they are doing that, tell them that is wrong. Because when you record violence and then upload it to those sites, you're just adding to the problem. You're joining in. Instead, if you're gonna use it for something good, then turn it in. Uh, so that in the investigation can be conducted. So turn it into the school or the police, because, you know, as a parent, if your child is physically attacked, you have the right to file a report against that person who attacked your child, regardless of age. Um, now how they're going to handle it, that's totally different depending on school, state, the law there, all of that. So 
the other thing is stay up to date. I mean, I'm giving you so much advice. I'm probably overwhelming you right now, but uh, stay up to date with what's going on with technology and, and, and the social media platforms, because um, that can get your child in trouble with more than bullying or cyberbullying, right? So for example, on Monday, Snapchat announced that they released a new tool. Uh, it's called My AI. It was inspired by the OpenAI's GPT technology. So uh, Snapchat has a parent company called Snap, and they announced on Monday the launch of a chat box um, that's operated by the latest version of OpenAI's GPT technology. So I've tried this amazing tool, the GPT uh, AI, and it's amazing. It's so amazing that it's kind of creepy too. Um, so be careful with it. Um, and I'm very suspicious of any technology because as you know, we live in a world where privacy no longer exists. It really doesn't. Uh, when you have even the Roomba taking pictures and storing it on some server somewhere, it's like, why? You know? <laughs> so what is concerning about um, th these tools is that uh, they can be tricked into saying just about anything. And even Snap, the company that produced it, that created this AI, uh, posted in a blog, quote, please do not share any secrets with my AI and do not rely on it for advice. So this is coming directly from them. And I know you're saying, oh, well, every single platform does that. Like, you know, they're listening, they're watching, they're, you know, they're capturing your information. So what's the difference? Well, the thing is that, number one, why? Why give your child something that can be potentially dangerous, especially if you haven't educated them on how to use it? And number two, uh, keep in mind that predators are using these same tools that are pretty amazing to help ease your life with certain tasks and they're using it to their advantage so imagine your child share something private or maybe they think it's not that private but it's something that they don't want their parents to know about um and if the wrong person gets a hold of that information they can blackmail your child into doing things that they won't want to do this is already happening it has been happening for years uh there are predators out there that blackmail kids into giving up nude pictures, right? Or doing something inappropriate and then they record it. Once they have that, then they have more leverage over your child. There are children that are being sexually trafficked without even leaving your home, okay? Without even leaving your home. All they have to do is, is connect through the internet and they have your children doing certain types of activities that you would never want your child to have to feel forced to do. Just for the sake of them being afraid because they've been, you know, threatened with their life or that the lives of their loved ones have been threatened. So stay um, up to date. If you want to stay up to date, keep listening to what I have to say here because I'm going to be sharing more updates because I, I uh, have a Google Alerts um, that comes to me every week. And uh, honestly, I have not been sharing because it's overwhelming. It's so much that I have to do. Um, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm a parent. I am a, a spouse of a uh, person who has a disability. Um, I have my own uh, things going on. I'm running a business. So it's a lot. 
but I that's one of my missions the rest of this year is to provide more news updates on what's going on with any type of bullying. So I've shared a lot today and I'm going to end it there, but I want you to take away the main thing here, which is talk to your child every day, be in the know what's going on in their life. And uh, always, always just make sure that they know that you are there for them. Make sure that they don't feel fearful of coming to you for help, even if they've done something wrong. Because the moment that your child feels fear, and, and that that is a the and that is the determining factor of whether they're going to come and ask for help or not. Oh man, that's just a huge lost opportunity. Your child uh, deserves to know that you're always going to be there for them because that's the type of parent you are, right? You love them genuinely. Mistakes suck, but they're part of life and they're teaching tools, no matter how huge the mistake is. So I'm going to end it there. I hope that you took a lot away from this. If you have any questions, please uh, post them in the comments. You uh, also can email me if you have a private question, uh, dali at dalitalks.com. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter. That way you are updated on those cheat sheets that I told you I was going to um, release soon the uh, effective ways on how to respond to bullying uh, and you'll get a lot more of the stuff. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review if you have some time and I guess uh, until next time. Hey, did you like that episode? If you did, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening and write a review. If you want more tips or some behind-the-scenes videos, make sure to follow my mom at Dolly Talks on Instagram. You can turn on notifications for her posts and stories as well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you next time.